Welcome to The Growth Kit, a podcast where science and actionable advice intersect to help you live a better life. The 12 Best Tips to Lower Body Fat If you look at the top goals for people's physical health, number one is typically fat loss, and justifiably so. The goal of losing weight, however, is a bit of a misnomer. For most people, the goal is more specifically to lose fat and to gain muscle, a trendy term called body composition. I've written about how to build mass, so today I'll discuss the other component of body recomposition, fat loss. The purpose of having a healthy body fat percentage goes well beyond aesthetics. Excess body fat can increase the risk of health conditions, such as heart disease, diabetes, and certain cancers. High levels of body fat can also lead to decreased mobility, increased joint pain, and decreased energy levels among other negative effects. By contrast, maintaining a healthy body fat percentage can improve physical performance, enhance mental clarity and focus, and promote longevity. Let's dive in. What is a healthy amount of body fat? Here are the body fat percentage categories as defined by the American Council on Exercise, ACE. For men, 6 to 13% body fat is considered athletic. 14 to 17% falls under fitness, 18 to 24% is deemed acceptable, and anything greater than 25% is classified as obese. In the case of women, 14 to 20% is categorized as athletic, 21 to 24% is labeled as fitness, 25 to 31% is considered acceptable, and body fat exceeding 32% is defined as obese. How to measure body fat. There are a variety of ways to measure body fat, each with its own pros and cons. Skinfold calipers. This method involves measuring the thickness of subcutaneous fat at various points on the body, such as the triceps, biceps, and thighs, using calipers. This is an easy way to do a home body fat percentage test. Simply buy a pair of inexpensive calipers and plug in the numbers to the ACE percent body fat calculator. Bioelectrical impedance analysis. This is what's used in modern bathroom scales. This method involves passing a small electrical current through the body and measuring the resistance to the current. Body fat can be calculated based on the principle that fat tissue conducts electricity differently than lean tissue. Dual Energy X-ray Absorptiometry, DEXA. This method uses low-dose X-rays to measure body composition, including bone density, lean tissue mass, and fat mass. This is widely considered the most accurate way to measure body fat. Hydrostatic weighing. This method involves weighing a person on a scale while submerged in a tank of water. The difference between the person's weight in air and water is used to calculate body density, which can then be used to estimate body fat percentage. Air Displacement Plethysmography, ADP. This method uses a device called the bod pod, which measures air displacement to calculate body volume. From body volume, body density can be calculated, and then body fat percentage can be estimated. If you're looking for the most convenient and affordable ways to measure body fat, then go with skinfold calipers or the bioelectrical impedance analysis on a bathroom scale. See the show notes for suggestions. Can't you just use BMI as a measurement? While body mass index, BMI, may be the easiest way to determine how healthy your weight is, it's flawed and falling out of favor. A better way, albeit still crude, to determine health concerns is a waist-to-height differential. The Guardian has a good table, which you can find in the article on MindBodyDad, that provides basic measurements according to the National Institute for Health and Care Excellence. Use that table as your yardstick for progress 
by writing down your measurements on a daily or weekly basis. The best tips to lower body fat. With a goal of shedding fat, I recommend prioritizing the first half of this list and spending less effort modifying the second half of the list early on in your journey. Generally speaking, the first six points will move the needle the most, providing the bulk of the fat loss. Once these habits are ingrained, which takes about a two to three month period, then continue to focus on the remaining factors. One, create a calorie deficit. In order to lose body fat, you need to create a calorie deficit. This simply means you need to consume fewer calories than you burn. While this seems obvious, the concern tends to be in how terrible humans tend to be at estimating our caloric intake. A study published in the Journal of the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics found that this was particularly true when people were served larger portions. Participants were given a meal of either a large or small portion of pasta with tomato sauce and cheese and were asked to estimate the calorie content of the meal. Those who were served the larger portion consistently underestimated the calorie content of the meal, with their estimates being a whopping 38% lower than the actual calorie content. Do this. For two weeks straight, track your meals using an app such as Chronometer. This will provide good insight into the basic caloric content of food, what a serving size is, and how these minute differences in what you thought was the caloric content are very far from the true content. Two. Increase protein intake. Protein is a crucial macronutrient that's been found to play a key role in regulating appetite, promoting feelings of fullness, and reducing body fat. One of the ways in which protein facilitates fat loss is by signaling a sense of fullness to the brain. Of all three of the macronutrients, carbohydrates, fat, and protein, protein is the most satiating. In fact, it's believed that the body has an innate drive to consume a certain amount of protein and will continue eating until this protein target is reached. This concept is known as the protein leverage hypothesis. The protein leverage hypothesis suggests that if a person's diet is low in protein, they may feel less satisfied after meals and consume more calories overall in order to meet their protein needs. Conversely, if a person's diet is high in protein, they may feel more satisfied after meals and consume fewer calories overall. Several studies have supported this theory in relation to weight loss. A study supported this hypothesis by finding that a high-protein diet resulted in greater satiety and lower energy intake compared to a low-protein diet in overweight and obese adults. Similarly, a systematic review and meta-analysis concluded that a high-protein diet leads to greater satiety and reduced calorie intake, which could lead to lower body fat. A randomized controlled trial showed that a high-protein diet was more effective than a standard protein diet in reducing body fat in overweight and obese individuals. Another study found that a high-protein, low-carbohydrate diet led to greater fat loss and preservation of lean body mass compared to a low-protein, high-carbohydrate diet. Do this. Aim to eat a minimum of 0.8 grams of protein per pound of desired body weight per day, generally 30 to 40 grams per meal. For a target weight of 150 pounds, this means eating 120 grams of protein per day. Getting an adequate amount of quality protein isn't easy, so I add in a protein shake most days. I recommend a clean protein powder, like Levels Protein, which has 25 grams of whey protein per serving, with 5.6 grams of BCAAs and all of the essential amino acids. I also use it because it doesn't contain artificial flavors, sweeteners, artificial additives, or fillers. It's non-GMO 
and it comes from grass-fed cows. 3. Prioritize for adherence. The most important factor for weight loss is adherence. Whether or not you can maintain a change in lifestyle factors for an extended period of time is the number one indicator of success. There's plenty of evidence out there that, insert trendy diet here, will help you to drop fat. Most of these studies, however, are limited to a period of weeks and months. When these studies are extended for years, the success rate tends to return back to baseline. When that happens, most people look for a better diet, blaming the last one on their poor results, which just leads to yo-yo dieting. The main reason isn't necessarily the diet, but rather the person's ability to sustain the diet. Do this. Pick a diet that works for your lifestyle and that you actually feel good doing. 4. Measure something. What gets measured gets managed. Fewer calories and more exercise is going to help you lower that number on the scale. But one of the other things that successful dieters had in common was their ability to track their progress. The study, Long-Term Weight Maintenance, a meta-analysis of U.S. studies, analyzed data from 29 studies, including a total of 2,894 participants. They found that the average weight loss was 16.1 pounds and that individuals who were successful in maintaining weight loss were more likely to do the obvious, exercise, eat fewer calories, but the study also found that successful weight loss maintainers were more likely to self-monitor their food intake and weight, and they were more likely to set goals. Measuring these factors provides individuals with concrete and objective feedback on their progress toward their weight loss goals. This feedback can help to increase motivation, enhance self-awareness, and facilitate behavior change. Psychologically speaking, Measuring these factors can also help individuals to identify patterns and triggers in their behaviors and to develop strategies to address them. Do this. Pick at least one metric, weight, caloric intake, etc., and measure it consistently. Pick any of the thousands of weight loss or fitness or health apps out there to keep track of it. 5. Seek out nutrient-dense foods. Fat loss is not only about reducing caloric intake, but also about ensuring that the body gets enough essential nutrients. Nutrient-dense diets are associated with lower body weight and fat loss. Researchers found that participants who followed a nutrient-dense diet lost more weight and body fat than those who followed a low-nutrient-density diet. Similarly, another study checked the correlation between nutrient-dense foods and weight change over a four-year period. They found that participants who consumed a higher-quality diet based on the Alternative Healthy Eating Index had a lower risk of obesity and greater fat loss than those who consumed a lower-quality diet. Apples, pears, berries, tofu, soy, and cauliflower had the most positive impact on weight loss. Starchy vegetables like peas, corn, and potatoes, on the other hand, were actually correlated with weight gain. Do this. Aim for whole foods that are high in vitamins and minerals and low in artificial additives. Meat, poultry, eggs, and fish are a good place to start. The majority of your shopping cart should be from products around the perimeter. That ends part one of ways to lower your body fat percentage. Check out the next podcast for more tips, including the minimum effective dose for exercising the three energy systems of your body, whether or not you should fast, how to get better sleep, and how the toxins in your home affect your waistline. Thanks for tuning into the Growth Kit Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a review. You can check out my website at mindbodydad.com and subscribe for more weekly insights sent to your inbox. You can also follow me on Instagram and Twitter at mindbodydad.